You can join me, if you would, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. If you are a newcomer with us today, this is your first time with us, or maybe it's your second time or so and you uh, haven't ever uh, met with us, uh, we invite you right after service to meet with us back in the student room. It's right behind the uh, media department there, AV department, the, that door right there. And we have uh, a, a, a book for you. We have some uh, refreshments. And the pastoral staff will be back there for you to meet them. And, uh, and they would like to greet you if uh, you would so desire. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The Lord said through uh, my wife uh, concerning the year coming up, he said that we're entering a season that will require the walk of faith. And that uh, word require just really stuck out to me in that. It will require the walk of faith. Of faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, very familiar verse to all of us, I'm sure. But he says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Remember all those years, Fred Price went off TV saying, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. But notice this. I remember all those years ago. That Pastor Michelle and I, now Charles Caps really uh, introduced my wife and I to the word faith. And, uh, uh, you know, we didn't really even know much about word of faith. I mean, you know, uh, but we got a hold of that. And I got two tape series uh, from Charles Caps. And uh, there was a three tape series called Law, uh, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. And then he had two tape series called Words, Faith, and Things. And uh, uh, tr- tremendous series and uh uh still have those series but it's hard to find something to play them in now because it's cassette but nonetheless the point is one of the greatest revelations that i ever received about faith was that faith is a law faith is a law now it's a law in two ways uh, meaning that it's fixed and there are principles that govern it but also meaning Faith is the law of the new covenant. You don't receive anything out of the new covenant without faith. All right, there are people that would say, well, you know, that faith message. Well, what they're doing is talking against their inheritance. Faith is not a message. It's not a house or a car or a suit of clothes. Faith is how we live. Faith is how we walk. Faith is not something you can afford to be against. Amen. And so the Apostle Paul makes the statement here. He says, for we believers walk by faith and not by sight. One translation says by faith and never by sight. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says, and and, uh, we'll synopsize some of this. For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction. And then at the end of that verse, it says, not by sight or appearance. And so we regulate our lives by faith. And regulate is, means to control or to maintain the speed of a machine or a vehicle. All right. It's regulated. It has a governor on it. It's regulated so it operates properly. Hallelujah. Th- things in the believer's lives are to be regulated by faith. And when they're regulated by faith, they operate correctly. Oh, hallelujah. So do you see this? If I don't regulate my life by faith, it's impossible to not walk by what is seen. That's where many make the mistake. They try to walk by what is not seen. They try to not walk by what is seen, and they're not regulating their lives by faith. Right. That has that has to be the regulator. All right. Because if you just try to not walk by what you see, that's mental assent. That's natural human hope. I want things to be better. I hope things get better. It'd be nice if things get better. But none of those are faith. And and we'll show we'll show you why, because faith perceives as real fact. What is not known to the natural senses. See, if you have it by faith, you have it. You're not going to get it. You have it. It, This is important. 
it, it, may, it may show up physically, presently, a little bit down the road, but you have it. People say, well, that, that i got to be careful here. Hear, hear me when I say this. People will say, well, you know, I was believing for that, and it never happened. They never had it by faith. They wanted it. They desired it, but they didn't have it. And we talked Wednesday night at length about the reason why some people never grab it is they never spend time building an image. They never cultivate any expectation. Hallelujah. You talk to someone, they'll say, I just know God's going to heal me. How do you know? Well, the Word says, I know the Word says, but how do you know? See, i got to know. Faith is my knower. Because faith is that solid conviction. Faith is that faith is that is that assurance. I have it. It's mine right now. I'm not going to be healed. I'm not going to receive it. I have it right now. See, I'm walking. I'm regulating my life by faith. I'll show you this a little further on. Oh, hallelujah. So the Weist Bible says through faith, we are ordering our manner of life, not by something seen. So there again, there, there are people that will try to just not walk by what is seen. But right on the other hand, they're not ordering their manner of life by faith. See, faith is knowing. Faith is conviction. Faith is assurance. Right? Faith, 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 faith is never maybe. Faith is never could be. Faith is never might. Faith is. All right? Because, because when you enter into the to faith, you're, you've entered into a law. And where, and where many miss it is they try to formulize faith. Because, because there's a lot of elements that, that work with faith. Your confession works with faith. But your confession is not necessarily faith. Confession is involved. But just because you're confessing doesn't mean you have faith. Well, Jesus said I could have whatever I say, but you got to believe that. Well, I do believe it. Well, when you said when you said your head was about to split from that headache, do you believe that? Well, you know what I mean. No, you don't believe what you said. If you don't believe everything you say, you don't believe anything you say. See, that's how faith works. Faith is absolute. Am I helping you? Hallelujah. Because I've had people bless God in the name of Jesus. I have this and this is the way it's going to be. Bless God. I will have what I say. We are so broke we can't pay attention. Nothing's ever going right for us. What in the world happened? Well, see, they don't believe that they'll have what they say. Because if they did... They would understand why they're broke. They, they would understand why nothing's going right. If, if you walk by faith any length of time, you had to overcome that at some point in time. When you would get in the Word and you'd get all fired up about what the Word said. And I believe it, I name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and possess it and confess it. I've done them all. And then you go out and you're hit full face with the circumstance. Right? And it's, and it's like walking out. It's like walking out of your house in the middle of summer in West Texas where there's no trees and it's just sandblasting you all day long. And you walk out the door and it's like, boom, you walk into an oven. That's how your circumstance confronts you. Right? Now, right there, you're at, you're right there, you're at the transaction point. Because the circumstance is standing up against what you say you believe. And, and all of us have had to overcome this. Oh, ble well, bless God, I thought I was healed, but man, that pe or man, what happened? I've been confessing that God meets all of my needs. Now, it seems elementary, but regulating your life by faith so it operates correctly is you answer the same way every time to everything. 
Amen. Have you ever had somebody come and chew you out and just be ugly to you? Do you know how you know that you won? It didn't get your peace. If it got your peace, you didn't win. You got to do that by faith. Hallelujah. Why? What's the Bible say? A soft answer does what? Turns away wrath. What did Jesus say? Love your. How, how do you do that? By faith. See, faith regulates your life. Is that right? Regulates every area of my life. Oh, hallelujah. So faith then is the channel through which we order our lives. Faith is how we live. That's how we live. I mean, three times in the New Testament, we're told to live by faith. One time in the Old Testament, we're told to live by faith. 22 different times in Hebrews chapter 11 alone, we're told the things that the, that, that the heroes of the Hall of Fame of Faith did by faith or through faith. We're told here that we walk by faith and not by sight. Any, anything that the Bible mentions almost 30 times in connection to victory has to be important. Matter of fact, 1 John 5, 4 says faith is the victory. So you always talk about and preach faith as victory. Not as a hanging on, not as a standing on. Faith is victory. When? Presently, right now. If you have it, you have victory over whatever you have faith about. If you're in faith about it, you have victory over it. Well, I don't see the victory yet. Yeah, but you ha if you have faith, you, you know it. You perceive it. You sense it. I have the victory. Why? I got faith. Well, I'd sure like to see it. You just deregulated your life. See, faith is not just not seeing it, but faith doesn't care if it sees it. Oh, listen, Pastor Michelle, for instance, has been gone uh, these past couple days in Jonesboro. Brother Billy, I'm convinced I'm married. <laughs> right? Amen. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen her for three days, but I'm convinced. I have faith. Hallelujah. Right? Do, do you understand that? Think, think about that. Everybody here drove away from your home today, but you would tell me that you have a house, an apartment, a trailer. You have something that, that, that you call home. How do you know you can't see it? Well, it's, it's mine. I own it. There you go. I own it. I have a lease contract. I have a title deed. Whatever it is that shows that you belong there. You have it. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the proof. I don't need to see it if I've got faith. Faith is the proof. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 11.1. 1. You know, there was a minister one time that was talking to Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin was at his church. And he'd been preaching for two weeks and Brother Hagin had and preaching on faith. Imagine that. And uh, the pastor came to him and said, you know, I'm getting so much out of this. And here's what he said. He made this statement. He said, and, and he'd been there a number of years. He said, uh, you know, I've never preached on faith. And Brother Hagin looked at him and said, then you haven't preached the Bible yet. If you haven't preached on faith, you haven't preached the Bible. Because that's the essence of the Word of God. It's faith. It's faith from the beginning all the way to the end. Hallelujah. And I've had people say, well, you know that faith business. That faith stuff. Well, you know, it's no wonder it never worked for them. Amen. What is faith? Well, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, glory. And you could put there yet, wouldn't hurt the scripture. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, with the, the uh, grammar, it would be quite correct. It's the evidence of things not seen yet. But notice, the meaning of faith is the conviction that something is true. The conviction of the truth of anything or being convinced 
That's something that's true. And then he says faith is substance. And that word substance is a thing placed under. A substructure, a foundation. A thing placed under. A substructure, a foundation. So faith is the proof or, or, or the conviction that something is true. And it is a foundation, a substructure, a, a bridge from where you're at to where you want to be. And then he said faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Now that word evidence simply means proof. Or that by which a thing is tested or proven. Proof. So faith is proof. So when I'm convinced that something is true, faith has come. I have proof. See, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Now, now this is important. So sight is not the proof. Faith is the proof. The physical manifestation comes after I have the proof that I already have it. Hallelujah. And people say, well, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm in faith. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but you have it. You don't need to see it. If I have it, I don't need to see it. I have a certain amount of money in my pocket right now. I don't need to prove it out, pr pull it out and show you to prove it. I have it. I don't need to see it. Hallelujah. At home, I got a little black dog about this long and about this tall. I have her. I don't need to see her to, to prove it. Hallelujah. Spend time being convinced. Not trying to prove to other people that you're convinced. You get convinced. Build the picture and get convinced and walk by faith. Amen. Because the man, when you have it, the manifestation is the easy part. I said, once you have it, there's nothing the devil can do to stop the manifestation. Because I already have it by faith. Faith is the spiritual hand, the spiritual appendage that goes into the realm of the spirit and pulls out of the realm of faith what I desire. And once I have it, once it's connected, once I have it, there's nothing the devil can do to stop me from getting it. The manifestation will show up when I have it. When I have it, glory to God. So once faith has come, I have a foundation or something placed under me. And once faith has come, I now have proof. And that's why people say, well, you know, yes, brother, I have it by faith. Now that's Christian code for, uh, well, you know, I'm believing, but I don't see it. If you have it by faith, you have it. If, if, listen, if you've ever believed God for anything, there came a day when you knew you had it before you could see it. And you were that before you ever in the natural became that. Amen. Right? From your salvation on. That there were days after you got born again, you had to walk by faith that you were born again. That you were saved. There still might be days. Right? But you're born again. Is that right? Because you. How did you get saved? By faith. Through the channel of faith. You got born again. Well what did faith do? Faith reached into the realm of redemption. And got your new creaturehood. Got your righteousness. Got everything that belongs to you. By faith. And you accepted it by faith. And because you took it by faith, you became what you took. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proof is not seeing it in the natural. The proof is being convinced of it in the spirit. You need to understand that the end result is not the proof. The conviction is the proof. The end result's a, a product of the conviction. Hallelujah. 
So if, if, you're, if you're believing for something, when you get it, you drive it, you walk in it, you whatever you're believing for, that's not the proof. The proof was your conviction that you had it. Because once you're convicted, once you're convinced, once it's absolutely done in your life, you have it, the manifestation will without fail show up. But the end result is not proof. The current situation is not proof. Amen. Well, I've taken my healing. Then your current situation is not proof that you're not healed. And we're not talking about just enduring or just hanging on. No, you know that you know that you know that you're healed. And your current situation is not proof that you're not. Because I already have it. I've already received it. Amen. My conviction, my faith is the proof. That's the proof. But you'll hear ministers, you got to have faith. You got to just hold on. Right? If I have it by faith, why am I? I have it. I have it. You see how we turn faith? People say, well, bless God, faith's a fight. No, the Bible says there's a fight of faith. It does not say faith is a fight. It says there's a fight that we fight by faith. And you have people trying to fight for faith, and they were never supposed to fight for faith. It's a fight of faith. The fight we're in is a fight of faith. It's not holding on, doing my best, working my way. I have a foundation. I have a substructure. I have proof. If I have proof that something's mine, I don't have to fight to hold on to it. It's mine. I have it. I've already taken it. It belongs to me. Where people lose, where people lose in their faith stand is they're constantly trying to get something that they should already be convinced they have. Not trying to get it. I have it. If 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 I walked in here today and stood behind this pulpit and said, "Folks, y'all pray for me. I am doing my best to believe I'm saved." If you were smart, you'd just get up and leave. Amen. No, I I have had no doubts. I've made mistakes, failed like everybody else, but I've never doubted that Jesus was my Lord. I've never doubted that I'm saved. Why? Because I took it. I took my salvation by faith when I got saved. What you take by faith is what makes the difference in your life. If I take it by faith, it makes the difference in my life. Amen. So to get to the end result, I have to be certain now. If I want to get there, i got to be certain right now. So when someone says, how are you doing? And you say, well, by faith, I'm doing great. Well, here's what you're saying biblically. I have it now. Now, I'm going to get it. It's going to get better. I have it now. I have it right now. Amen. Why? I, I have faith. I'm convinced. There, there are people on the sound of my voice. The, the only thing that needs to change in your finances is for you to be convinced that you have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. That's all that needs to change. Just be convinced about that. There are people you know and I know, the difference between where they are physically and where they need to be is just be convinced. Not, not trying to confess themselves into being convinced, just be convinced and then confess what you're convinced about. Oh, Hallelujah. I am this. Why? I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Glory to God. R remember what, what, what I, 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 maybe it was healing school I talked about. M maybe Wednesday night, but I I'll recap it a little bit. Back in, in uh, uh, 2012, 2013, right around that, 
man, I, just, I come under a vicious physical attack. It was, it was vicious. Amen. Now, thank God I had a hold of the Word of God. I had a foundation of the Word of God. But, but here's the thing. I had, to, I had to spend time cultivating that image of what I was convinced about. Amen. And, 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 and the phrase that kept coming to me and that worked in my heart so greatly was, I see me as healed. I see me as healed. Glory to God. Well, there came a day I was healed. I didn't feel any better. The symptoms were not any better. Things were not, things were not changing. But I got out of bed and I'm well. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Well, it's just a matter of time until the physical manifestation appeared. Hallelujah. So to get to the end result, I have to be certain right now. Say it out loud. Say, I'm certain I'm healed. I'm certain I'm blessed. I'm certain I'm victorious. Right now, by faith. Hallelujah. I'm certain. I'm certain. Tell your neighbor one time, say, neighbor, I am certain that everything I just said is true. Hallelujah. And when somebody says, how are you doing? Healed. See, you're not just confessing. You're not just being positive. You believe that. Hallelujah. You're, you're better off to stay quiet till you can say something you're convinced about. Amen. Now, now you've got to do whatever you want to do. But that's what I've learned. Hallelujah. I, I got to watch my words. Now, why? Because words are carriers. And they carry faith or they carry unbelief. But the Bible says there's such a thing as idle, inoperative words. They're just filler. They're just out there. I don't, I don't want to be saying that. Say what you're convinced of. Well, how, how, how's, how's things going with what you're dealing with? I'm healed. And someone else, may, they may say, well, how do you know? I'm healed. Say what you know. Say what you know. Say what you're convinced of. I'm healed. Well, how do you know you're healed? I'm, I'm healed. I don't owe an explanation. Am I helping you? Like, like that, that person, you know, the Lord gave me a, a, a statement for one of our children. Uh, it was, you know, they're following the plan of God for their life. And a family member one time asked me, they said, well, how's so-and-so talking about this child? And I said, well, you know, they're following the plan of God for their life. And they kind of backed up and, you know, shook their head like, poor guy. And they looked at me and, and, they, and you know how people are doing. They said, now, Philip, really, I, I know what you believe. And you're keeping your words positive, but really, how are they doing really? Maybe I shouldn't have, but I kind of went, well, I'll tell you the truth. They're following the plan of God for their life. <laughs> oh, it made them mad. But see, that's what I believe. I, in the natural I didn't have anything else to say because, because it didn't look that way. But that's what I was convinced of. I said, that's what I was convinced of. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It might be that you're convinced you're getting stronger. Then that's what you say. I'm getting stronger. Amen. It might be that you're convinced you're pain-free. Then that's what you say. I am pain-free in the name of Jesus. Why? I'm going to say what I'm convinced about. Because what I'm convinced about builds. And if I'm getting stronger, then I'm getting better. If I'm getting better, I'm going to be pain-free. If I'm going to be pain-free, then I must be healed. But where to start with what you're convinced of? See, that's the proof. That's the proof. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? The, the Amplified Bible says concerning faith, Hebrews 11, 1, 
that faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith is assurance. Faith is confirmation. Think confirmation number. If you've ever uh, 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 reserved a room or, or something else, transaction, they'll give you a confirmation number. Well, here's the thing. Have you seen the room? Have you been in the room? But if someone says, do you have a room yet? Yep. Why? I got a confirmation number right here. And when you go to the desk, you take the confirmation number. I'm, I'm so-and-so, and, and I reserved a room, and here's my confirmation number. Oh, yeah, we got you right here. What do they have for you? What do they have? A room. And what do you have? Confirmation. You had conviction. You had proof. And what did it get you? A room. I, I have a confirmation number right here. Right? With his stripes, I was healed. Right? Or, or whatever it is. My God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. My children are saved and loving God and serving the Lord with all their heart, their soul, their mind, their strength. Why? Got a confirmation number. I'm not going just on, on what I want to happen. I'm going on what I'm convinced has happened. Oh, hallelujah. The title, deed, the title is proof whether you can see the item or not. That's the proof, the conviction of their reality. See, faith perceives as real fact what you cannot see or perceive in the natural. If faith perceives it as real fact, faith is substance, faith is real. Faith is not some spiritual item that's kind of like, ooh, by faith. That's, if, if I have it by faith, I have it as sure as I'm holding on to this pulpit. Because faith is substance. Faith perceives as real fact. So faith perceives you and you fill in the blank. Faith perceives you as whatever, right now, presently, really. Amen. When you tell some people you're healed and well, they'll go, well, I mean, I know, but really, how you doing? No, really, I'm healed. Really, I am. Yeah, but I, I saw you struggling to get up out of that chair. I, you know what? Really, I'm healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> I believe that. I say, I believe that. You believe that? Tell your neighbor, say, I believe that. Faith. Th this is the simplicity of faith. Is if I have it by faith, I have it. Oh, hallelujah. Faith. If, if you're struggling with faith, you need to back off. And spend time learning how to operate it. Faith is not a struggle. Faith is not hard. Faith's just different. Because it requires you receiving and being convinced of something the natural eyes cannot yet lay hold of. And there's any number of illustrations I won't get into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But everybody in here, I'm quite sure, believe that you have a brain. But when did you last see it? I didn't say what you think about other people. I said, you think you have a brain. But when did you last see it? Well, I mean, unless you've had a scan or something, you know. But, but even then, you didn't see your brain. You saw a scan. Do you know no one in here has ever physically seen your own face? Ever. I have too. No, you haven't. You've seen an image in the mirror. You've never looked yourself in the face. You can't. 
But yet you go and look in the mirror at the image and you believe what the image is. But you've never seen it. But you believe that's what you look like. Right? And you take that image. You're convinced. Oh, glory to God. And yet you've never physically laid eyes on yourself. You may not have ever physically laid eyes on what you're believing for, but you've seen it, you have it, it belongs to you now, and it doesn't matter if you've ever physically felt it, I have it, it belongs to me, it's mine right now. It's mine right now. Mm, hallelujah. When the physical manifestation arrives, you're not surprised because you had it the moment you believed. Hallelujah. You know, I've had good things happen and somebody go, Pastor, why aren't you excited? Well, what do you mean? I was excited when I had it. I knew it was mine and I got excited. Woo, glory. Boy, we got it. Amen. And, and now the only thing that, that there is is just the delivering of it. Hallelujah. When you walk out of that physical challenge that you've been facing... Because you will walk out of it because you have it. Right? It, it's, you're going to be grateful. You're going to be so overjoyed. But you're not going to be surprised. Because you were there. You were there when you got it. Amen. You, you were there when the package arrived. Do, do you see that? Package shows up at your door and you know what it is you ordered it or somebody else ordered it for you and you maybe you don't have time to open it yet or sit but you know what's there you got it and whatever it is you tell everybody you meet you got it hey when you gonna get so-and-so got it today got it today it's at home waiting on me got it today well have you seen it haven't seen it but i got it well how you know you got it because it was delivered to me well the bible says there was a faith that was delivered to you and i Jude says there was a faith that was delivered to us. When you got born again, you received the God kind of faith in your heart. You have had proof since the day you were born again that you have and are everything God says you could have and everything that God says you are, you just got to release it. You've had it from your inception. You've had it from the time you were born. Again, born again. Amen. And when you get home, you open that box where well, you're not giddy. You're not jumping up and down. You knew it was there. I don't walk in and be surprised. <gasps> I knew it was waiting on me. Glory to God. Well, aren't you excited? I am. Glory to God. I'm healed. Glory to God. I'm blessed. Thank you, Father. Everything's going my way. But Lord, I, Lord, I received that six months ago. And I want to thank you for being true to your word, bringing the manifestation to pass in my life. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Am I helping you? Hallelujah. And it always, faith always works this way. Because it's a law. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Notice, well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary or temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now notice, I don't look at what is seen because I already have what is not seen. If I already have what is not seen, there's no need to look at what is seen because I already have it. Hmm. See, in what age your faith is to know that what's seen is temporary at best. It can't exceed temporary because the Scripture calls it temporary. So what is temporary? Subject to change. Or will change because it's temporary. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? When... when uh, when you get something that's temporary, it's going to change. So I don't look at that 
as the substance. Let me say it this way. You are the healed of the Lord. So here's what that means. Any sickness that may attack your body is temporary at best because you are not sick. You are the healed of the Lord. So that sickness is temporary. Why? Because as you build your faith and you and you consistently grab a hold of what you are, what you are drives what you are not out of your life. I'm not the sick. I am the healed. I take the healed. Now, there are people that turn that around and get great faith in that they're the sick. And they can have faith in that whether they're saying it or not. You can be saying the right things, oh Lord, and thinking and acting the wrong way and damage what you're saying. This is what I am. This is what I am. I am healed. So what I am, I am, is this eternal word. If you say I am something, that means that's not going to change. You are that. I am the healed. So I can't be the sick. See, I have, I have to commit to one or the other. I have to be convinced about one or the other. Well, I'm healed. That's eternal. That's an eternal thing. And it drives out the temporary thing. And that's why your focus is not on the temporary. Look at verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe. We also believe. And therefore we speak. So we believe. We're convinced. So we speak. Now notice, notice, notice the order. I believe. Then I speak. That's important. Well, sometimes you've got to say it till you believe it. That's not the biblical order. Jesus said you had to believe in your heart. Was believing first that what you say would come to pass. We believe and speak. When you got born again, what happened? If you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God, what? Confess and believe. He's my Lord. I believe God raised him from the dead. I believe and I speak. I believe and I spend time getting convinced. Notice that. What do we say? I have it now. It's mine now. I don't believe it will be mine or I'll have it one day. It's mine right now. I have it right now. I believe that, so I'm speaking that. Amen. We speak what we're convinced of, what we have the assurance of. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look here at Romans 4. You know, there are, are people in my life that if they tell me something, I'm just convinced. You can't change my mind. Because I know their character. I know the person. Amen. I'm convinced. Well, Romans 4, look at verse 19. This is, of course, talking about Abraham. It says, and being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. One translation, the expanded Bible says, 
he never doubted or stopped believing or wavered through unbelief that God would keep his promise. Notice that he never doubted or stopped believing. So you have to start believing and you can stop believing. But notice what Abraham, he never stopped what he started. Now notice, and the whole time he was believing, there was evidently no change in his body. That's important. Amen. Because one translation says that he was fully aware of the deadness of his body, but he didn't see that as a reason that God would not do what he promised. See, what he believed trumped what he could see. So there came a point in his existence where he became convinced, I'm going to father this child. And Sarah's going to be the mother. Even though she can't have children and has never been able to have children. You know, if she'd been able to have children in her young years, that would have given him a little human hope. Right? But the Amplified Bible says he had no human hope. None. Now think about that. This is the father of our faith. And you may look at your circumstance and you may even say, well, you know, uh, the doctors can't tell me what's wrong and, and I don't know what's wrong and, and I can't figure out what's going on here and, and maybe it's another situation for someone else. But here's, here's the issue. That's human hope. That's human hope. And nobody can give me a picture for natural human hope in those circumstances. I've got to go to what God said and get my picture. And that's what Abraham did. Romans 4 says he hoped against hope. The Amplified Bible say, says all reason for human hope being gone, Abraham hoped in God. What did he do? What, what was the picture God gave him? Father of a multitude, fathering this child, Sarah giving birth to this child. This is the picture, Abraham, that I want you to have. Amen. That's what he kept going back to was the picture God gave him. That's the eternal picture. That's what you got to become convinced of. Because all your circumstances fight to convince you that you're not what God wants you to be convinced that you are. Amen. Your body fights against it. The doctor, not knowingly probably, but the doctor fights against it. Your family can fight against it. People that love you and care about you can fight against it. Are you okay? You don't look any better. You look tired. You look worn down. What? Are you sure? Are, are, it, Painting you a good picture. And you, what do you got to do? You got to spend time. Painting the picture. Amen. I've, I've, had, I've had people in the hospital dealing with life or death situations. And I'll tell them unequivocally, you need to put a guard at the door and you don't need to let anybody in here that doesn't know what they're convinced of. Now, but you know, Cousin Maybell, she'll want to come up. If Cousin Maybell can't come in and talk faith, sorry, Maybell, you just need to stay home. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you kill me. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, but she's my rich cousin. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are you following me? I, I told, I told you when Jim and Carrie were fighting what they, dealing with what they were dealing with, that the Lord healed her up. Deadly. I mean, died in the emergency room at the brink of death. And I told him, don't let anybody in here that's not, that's not going to get in agreement with what you're doing. And when they come in here, don't let them say anything. To her. You tell them, this is what we're believing. This is what we're going to see God do. And if you can't agree with that, you just need to go home. Yeah, but pastor, that's harsh. Yeah, but she's alive and healed. 
I'm not, I'm not taking the credit. What I'm trying to tell you is that's how it works. What image do you see? And then you, you be absolutely dogmatic about keeping that image in front of your face. This is what God said about me. I see me as healed. I see me as blessed. I see my family saved. Glory to God. Come, you're believing for your family? Come to church sometime and just look down the aisle and picture all of them sitting there like pigeons. Amen. Well, will that work? See, you need to spend some time in the Word. Yes, it'll work because you got to see it, you got to say it, you got to receive it. Oh, hallelujah. So notice now, it says, He uh, did not stagger at the promise of God. Waver is a better word. He didn't waver at the promise of God. He didn't vacillate between two opinions. Well, how would that happen? Through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Oh, glory to God. So his certainty, his conviction grew stronger during his walk of faith. See, my conviction should grow stronger. I should get more certain. Well, well, how do I do that? He gives us a key here. By giving praise and glory to God. So instead of talking about what it is, I give glory to God for what it is. Now, you understand what I mean by that? There are people that talk about what it is, what they have, what they're going through, the circumstance. And I need to start giving praise and glory to God for what He said it is. So the idea there that's conveyed to us is that Abraham glorified God and praised God and glorified God for what God said He was. I praise you, Father. I glorify you that I'm the Father of many nations. I glorify you, Father, that there will be a child born from the union of me and my wife. Father, I glorify you for that in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Praise and worship and glorifying God is one of the highest evidences that you possess faith. And, and let me say something here real quick. Faith doesn't whine. Faith, right? Well, how you doing, brother? Well, you know, it's getting better. Nope. Nope. The whine's still in his voice. That's not an assurity. That's not assurance. Brother Hagen prayed for a lady one time in a wheelchair. Prayed for a lady in a wheelchair. And she didn't get up. And somebody asked Brother Hagin, well, did the Lord touch her? He said, did she get anything? He said, no, the wine never left her voice. And you, you'll run into people like that. Well, sister, how you doing? Well, I'm believing God. I mean, nothing has changed. There was, see, right there, we just located you. Now, Pastor, you've got to be nice to people. I am nice to people. I love people. I would, I would, I would never be mean to anybody about anything. That's why I'm teaching you now. That's not how faith responds. Right? I have a no whining policy in my house. Nobody whines. Why? Because, because it doesn't help. Come on, get up. Time to go to school. I don't know. No, no, no. Stop that. Joy. We have joy. Get up. No whining. Because that's how your day is going to go. Right? And, and when somebody says, are you, are, uh, how are you doing? Blessed, healed, well in Jesus' name. Yeah, but I'm thinking this. Don't worry about what you're thinking. Say what you believe. Hallelujah. Faith is certain. And where there's certainty, there's no whining. Faith uh, also doesn't complain. Faith walks in love. You can't be mean and ugly to people and expect your faith to work. Lose your temper, throw a fit, throw things. I'm believing for God to heal me. I have my health in Jesus' name. 
Well, why are you doing that? Can't I do anything? <laughs> Tell you what, I'll get, do it yourself. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da. I'm almost done. Bear with me. See, faith is a law, and there are principles that govern the law. I promise you that Abraham and Sarah were walking in love. I promise you there was joy in that home. I promise you there was peace between them. Why? That's how faith works. Faith works by love. Amen. So that doesn't just mean you forgive people that have done you wrong. And, and these different things. You walk in love with everybody. You walk in the restaurant. You say, Lord, before I ever go in here, I forgive everybody. I forgive everyone. I'm getting on the highway. Lord, I forgive every person. I forgive all those cutter offers. I forgive all those people that drive slow. I forgive them. I forgive them all. Why? Because you got, you got something you're working on. I say, you got something you're working on. I've told people before, look, you need your faith to work. And you need to just back off and don't do that. Because you need your faith. I'm telling you, as, as the, our congregation, you need your faith to work. Ever what you're dealing with, you need your faith to work. Well, you know, Pastor, I believe my faith is a law. And there are principles that govern the law of faith. And you cannot violate the principles and expect the law to work. You know, gravity is a very constructive, beautiful law. It's wonderful. It, right? right? Right now, ever how fast the earth is rotating, you don't even know it. Gravity is in, fo in force. Right? It's, it's a law, and certain principles govern that law. If the rotation slows, if, if there's a difference in it, gravity is lessened. Hallelujah. But it's, it's a beautiful, you violate the principles of gravity. Well, how would you violate the principles of gravity? Getting up on a four-story building and jumping. You violate the principles of gravity. Because it won't work. It ends in a principle called splat. <laughs> right? When you, when, you, when you walk by the principles that govern faith. Faith, uh, Lord, I'll say that. Faith is also not lazy. Faith doesn't just sit around and wait on it. Faith is active. Rather, rather it's confession, taking an act of faith. You know, if you can walk two steps, you need to. What if I can't? Then you need to try to. I, I told one guy, he was new in faith, and he said, Pastor, what do I do when I get up in the morning and I'm so sick I can't hardly stand up? I said, then you at least get to your feet and say, Glory to God, I'm the healed of the Lord, and then pass out. <laughs> right? But at, le at least get that out of your mouth. Why? Because you're learning how to do this, but, but faith isn't lazy. The easiest thing in the world there is to do is to lay in bed with a cool rag on your head all day. Anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. Easiest thing in the world to do is, is, is to get up in the morning and go, oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to go back to bed. That's easy. Anybody can do that. But when you're, when you're operating by faith, you go, look, i got to take some steps here. If it isn't anything but get up and go and sit on the couch or go sit in the recliner, I'm doing something, right, to show I believe I have this. I'll, I'll share this story with you and I'll be done. Uh, years ago, I don't know how many years ago, years ago, uh, we, were, we were getting into some of these things. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a household that believed in healing. Now, we also believe that you may have to suffer through to get your healing, but God would always come through in the midnight hour. <laughs> may not come when you want him, but he'll be right on time. Right on time was four hours ago when I was hurting. 
But I decided, now wait a minute. And so I got up one morning, and boy, I was sick, just sick as I could be. And I rode the bus in those days to work. And uh, uh, I got on the bus, and I'm sick, just sick. You know, this before everybody was scared of each other. But I'm not making fun. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I didn't think about it. But I'm, so I got to work, and finally my, my manager came to me, wonderful woman, and she said, you, you just need to go home. You don't look like you feel well. And I said, well, you know, I'm okay, I'll, I'll go home. And so I went home, and I thought, when I got home, I had to catch the afternoon bus, and when I got home, I thought to myself, now I've got a decision to make because I can go down the hallway and get in bed, and this thing's going to stay with me two or three days. Or I can sit here with the word and get rid of it. I got a choice to make. And I sat down there in that chair and went to Isaiah 53 and 5. And I said, Lord, this is what I believe. You said right here, by his stripes, I am healed. And you said, Peter, by his stripes, I was healed. So this is what I am. And, and I said, that, I'm not telling you to say this. I said this. I told the Lord, I said, so well men don't get in bed in the middle of the day. So I'm not going to go get in bed. Because I believe I'm well. That took me, it took four or five hours. But by the time evening rolled around, I was better. I was healed. Amen. Now, there are people that say, well, you know, you know that's it, but that won't happen for everybody. There's the problem right there. Faith isn't lazy. Most people don't want to get involved in confession because they're lazy. They don't want to put any effort into it. They don't, they don't want to go over things. They got quiet. But that's a principle of faith. Faith works by love. It's not works. It's working your faith. My mother had uh, one time what they, what they found to be, uh, 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 what she found out later uh, was, was twofold. Uh, she was dealing with fibromyalgia, and she was possibly dealing with some cancer. And she just uh, wasted away to nothing. And if you, you know my mom, she don't have something to waste to nothing. She never had nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. I outgrew her when I was in the fifth grade. But the point is, the point is, is they came through Kansas City. We had only been pastoring there about a year. And she came through, and uh, she was standing in faith. And um, they, they talked to me, and I had some relatives that wanted me to talk to her because I've always been the favorite. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. My sister tells me all the time, yeah, but I'm your elder sister. I said, that's right. You'll always be my older sister. But anyway, they came to Kansas City, and they, some people wanted me to talk to her, and, and I went, I had to locate her. I said, now, Mom, what do you believe in? And she said, took me the word. This is what I'm believing. This is how I'm believing it. And I just looked at her. I said, I wouldn't do anything to hurt your faith. I'll, I'll just be in agreement with you about that. Now, here's my point. She, she went to church. Now, this was her. I'm just, I'm just trying to illustrate this. They're, they were evangelists. She went to church every night to every meeting, sat in the service, couldn't stand up. So we couldn't get there, couldn't stand up. But she'd get to the front row and sit down. And one, one night she was in that service and they were singing a song and the Lord said, if you will stand up and worship me as your eternal healer and worship me for the stripes I took on my back, I'll heal you right now. And she stood up and did that and the Lord healed her and set her free and never had an issue with that again. Hallelujah. But what if she wasn't willing to take the step or to do something? Faith is an act, and it can be the act of you confessing the word of God, of, of you taking a step physically or whatever it may be. But the point is, is when you're convinced, you'll act on it. You'll act on it. Amen. Let's stand up today, shall we? Praise God. I believe God. Amen. Just a, uh, just a. Uh, as an act of faith, just put one hand on your heart. 
raise the other one to the Lord. Say, Lord, I believe that what you said about me is truth. So I declare that I am the healed of the Lord. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am whole. I declare that every sickness, every disease, every germ, every physical problem is right now, presently, exiting my body because I'm in faith. And that means I have it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Well, uh, don't forget, of course, tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll be back for another great service. If you can join us in person, we'd love to see you. If not, please join us online. Uh, we'll be doing tonight on uh, how we are carriers of the glory and the things that qualify us as carriers of the glory. And so we look forward to seeing you all then as you can be with us. Please keep Pastor Michelle in your prayers. She's uh, coming back from Jonesboro, but you need to pray with her, pray for her because she's riding with Kim. And so uh, we... <laughs> Richard just laughed knowingly. So hallelujah. No, I'm, I'm joking, but they, they've had a great time. The Clemenses were there helping them all week, so God's good to us. I love you. We love you all with all of our hearts. You're such a good church. We so appreciate you. Say it with me this morning, would you? The vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. You and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.